0: Giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero Vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond dash zero vision. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to This Day in History class, where we reveal a new piece of history every day. Today is April 11th, 2019. The day was April 11th, 1979. Ugandan dictator Idi Amin was forced to flee Libya when Tanzanian troops and Uganda National Liberation Front forces captured Kampala, the capital, and overthrew Amin's regime. Amin's rule was brutal, and his deposition was a culmination of eight years of genocide, economic deterioration, human rights violations, and suppression of his opposition. Uganda had been a protectorate of the British Empire since 1894— and in Amin's early adult years, he served in the British Colonial Army. He was a skilled but cruel soldier. From 1952 to 1956, he served with the British during the suppression of the Mau Mau uprising in Kenya. Even though he was known for his brutality during this time, he was promoted from sergeant to lance corporal to sergeant major to platoon commander. In 1959, he reached the rank of Effendi, the highest rank a Black African could get in the British King's African Rifles Regiment at the time. By 1961, he had reached the rank of Lieutenant. Amin was also known for his sports ability. He was a swimmer, rugby player, and boxer. In 1951, he became the light heavyweight boxing champion of Uganda, a title he held until 1960. Uganda gained its independence from Britain in 1962, and Milton Obote became the prime minister of the country. By the mid-1960s, Obote and Amin had become close. Amin was promoted to major, then colonel. He helped the prime minister establish military training camps, and the pair were implicated in working together to smuggle coffee, ivory, and gold from Congo to trade for arms. In 1966, Amin was appointed Chief of the Army and Air Force. But by the late 1960s, their relationship had taken a turn for the worse. There were a couple of assassination attempts on Obote's life, and Obote began to distrust Amin. Nevertheless, Amin was promoted to Chief of General Staff in 1970. But in January 1971, while Obote was in Singapore, Amin staged a military coup. Obote went into exile, and Amin set to work on promoting the military by putting military tribunals above the system of civil law and appointing soldiers to top government positions. Amin became president and chief of the armed forces that year, field marshal in 1975, and then president for life. At first, Amin seemed charming and charismatic, and Ugandans welcomed his rule. He was seen as a nationalist, and he freed political prisoners and abolished Obote's secret police. But he also employed killer squads to murder Obote's supporters, mainly targeting people from the Acholi and Longo ethnic groups. But his reign of terror soon extended to people from all walks of life, including journalists, students, military personnel, diplomats, and tribal leaders. Internal security forces, known as the State Research Bureau and Public Safety Unit, acted as informants and terrorized locals, killing and abducting thousands of people. In 1972, he attacked Israel and Britain, since they had refused to sell him weapons. Amin proceeded to force tens of thousands of Israelis and Asians who held British passports out of Uganda. Because he expelled such a significant portion of the workforce, manufacturing and commerce took huge hits and the economy collapsed. Inflation skyrocketed. But Amin reveled in his power, sending telegrams to world leaders, praising or insulting them. The world began to take notice of Amin and his ruthlessness, and Amin took advantage of the spotlight. He became known as the Butcher of Uganda, He supported the hijacking of a flight from Tel Aviv to Paris by the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. He ordered mass executions and had people's bodies dumped in the Nile River. He discredited criticism of his regime and made shocking remarks like saying Hitler was right to kill millions of Jewish people. It's estimated that his regime was responsible for somewhere around 300,000 deaths. But over time, as the regime's atrocities piled up, people recognized Amin's facade and denounced his violence. Amin's allies and troops began to turn on him. In October 1978, Amin ordered an invasion of Tanzania. He sent troops into the country to annex the Kagera Salient, territory in northwest Tanzania. But with the help of Ugandan exiles, Tanzanian troops drove Amin's army out and invaded Uganda, capturing the capital of Kampala on April 11, 1979. Amin, a Muslim convert, fled Uganda with his four wives, some of his mistresses, and many of his children. He was offered sanctuary in Libya, but he soon left the country after a dispute between his bodyguards and Libyan authorities. He moved to Iraq, then to Saudi Arabia, where he was given asylum in the name of Islamic charity. Amin died in Saudi Arabia in August of 2003. I'm Yves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you feel like correcting my pronunciation or my accent on anything that I've said in the show— feel free to leave a very kind comment on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. Thanks for joining me on this trip through time. See you here in the exact same spot tomorrow. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watch it?